0: everybody. This is Cindy Allen, Editor-in-Chief of Interior Design. All right, so I want you to imagine this. I'm at KBiz last year, the kitchen and bath show, and I go to see what's happening with our friends at Delta. And there I meet these terrific designers and hear about this very cool program. Delta partnered with them so they could get a pulse on what's current and what's coming next and the things that are both approachable, aspirational, and human-centered just like Delta. They call them, I love this you guys, the hashtag Delta Difference Makers and they're here with us today. Leila Jaworski, you're in Sacramento, right? What's the name of your uh, company? Design Shop Interiors. Right, and then we have Eche Martinez and you're in San Francisco. And Avisa Mochejede and you are in Toronto, which is fantastic, we have so many friends in Canada. It was such a pleasure, you guys, and it was so, like, kind of off the cuff that we met, and um, you did an amazing job on your installations. Layla, why don't you tell us about the program?
1: So, this was actually our second phase of the, of the program. They contacted they us, Contacted us. I guess it's been a couple years ago now, and said, hey, we, we want to partner with designers, and we want to have you bring our plumbing products to life by designing a room that we're gonna assign to you. And it, they, if they, the first round, they just gave us a faucet and said, design a room. Um, that was really fun because it was sort of sky's the limit and those rooms were brought to life in CGI, which was amazing. And even to this day, I get people thinking that it's a real room. And then the second round um, was even better because they said, we're actually going to take your designs and bring them to
0: life at KBiz, so that was
1: really exciting.
0: I mean, that's a, big, that's a big deal. So I was lucky enough to, like, go there and actually see the room. So, Eche, I mean, Delta's a huge brand. There are three of you. I mean, what was that like?
2: Well, so, you know, when, when Delta first approached us a couple of years ago, it, it almost felt like, you know, you're giving this card lunch as a designer. It's almost like you're doing your own showcase room. And, you know, they, I cannot think of anything more exciting than being able to get this sort of, like, you know, big blank slate, this huge audience, especially at KBs, and, you know, being able to produce this room and actually walk through the room. There's, it's, it's such an added level of experience that I just think that was so, so magical and so tangible. And, you know, just like you and I, we we just, we all came together within the space and we could walk around it. So that's, that's something that I think it was just, like, you know, priceless from a designer perspective.
0: Absolutely. Now so Avisa, um, we're going to get to the rooms, but first tell me, was it hard to to figure out actually what you wanted to do? Because there's a lot you want to say as a designer. You're going to be out there in front of the world. How do you figure that out?
3: Um, well, typically with any project, I always want to do something like very unexpected. Um, so right off the bat, when I knew I was doing a kitchen, I thought I need some sort of a live element. And I was just fixated on having like real lemons. And... Of course, it was also catered around the Delta faucet, but I'm like, I've got to have these lemons in there and it has to go with the faucet. And um, yeah, I think like for all of us, we all had the, the initial experience of phase one without actually seeing it come to life. But I feel like even throughout the initial process, we're like, I wish we could actually bring this to life and um, actually touch the finishes and see it all come together. And um, I think it was, really successful too for the visitors of KBiz. I mean, I, I've gone to
1: KBiz for the last several years and I just saw reactions from the people coming through the booth that I had never seen before in other booths because they walked in and it was kind of like, oh my gosh, they, they built these rooms here. Um, and that was really fun. There were people that we interacted with and talked to, but then there were other people who were just in our booths and we were getting to watch their reactions
0: and things like that. And it was really fun. I felt the same way. And now that you're telling me this, I remember them saying there was the, the year before idea. And the fact that they, I mean, look, that was very, very generous that they actually built out the rooms. But as somebody walking the floor and seeing the three different personalities of the
3: rooms and you guys being there was really, really special. Just the experience alone had so much value to us as designers and everyone like actually being there Um, Because you can put together any design on paper or mood board or even like through all the samples, but once you're actually in the space and you can see, you know, the products and the different layers and all of the textures as well, it just adds so much more to it.
1: I think the build out of the booths really brought the plumbing to life for everyone. And, you know, Avisa, for instance, every time I turned around, there was a crowd around her island because people were obsessed with the glass rinser, um, as was I. I think everybody walked away thinking, I need this in my kitchen. And it upstaged her
0: lemons. <laughs> and actually, did you have people wanting to take a shower? <laughs>
2: I had a lot of people who actually, I don't know if you remember, we had the layout, we got you know the freestanding tub, and we we're showcasing the showcasing the uh, collection. And one of sort of you know the sort of open negative space in around the shower, we had a bench. And I think people, you know, from walking KB's all day, they were exhausted, they would see the bench and they would just like you know sit there and started looking at me and, oh, oh, wow, okay. So you are the designer this place. and I was like, yeah, just you know, take a seat, it's fine. So it, it ended up being sort of this like hangout space, like, you know, next to the tub and the shower. And it was, it, it was very sort of experiential in a way.
0: I love that. And you know, those things happen because you design a space that kind of opens it up to have that happen, which is so special, right? And you don't know exactly what reactions they're going to be. I mean, yours was an amazing booth and. Installation, and of course, they were going to like it, but just having that right as a designer, you kind of like go, Oh, right, that's what they're d- going to do.
2: Yeah, and if anything, you know, that, that's the great thing about all coming together at a show like KBS. It's all about serendipity. You meet some random, you know, tradesperson who's going to be sitting there, or someone from the media, and then everyone's, you know, giving each other's business cards. And that that's sort of the magic that really took place within the space, but you know, you don't see it coming. I was like, Well, I was like, mm, we need some form of sitting here. And it was just the perfect vehicle to sort of you know become an icebreaker and get to know random people from, well, you know it's okay, people from pretty much all over the world.
0: All over the world.
2: All yeah. over the world, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so Leila, we have to talk about you because you you're the overachiever of the group. I think you did two rooms. <laughs> Show off. Well they you had bigger rooms. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Um, but but tell but tell us how how you sort of develop um the ideas.
1: So when they gave us our floor plan, um, originally, they were assigning kind of different identities to my spaces, and when I looked at the floor plan and the space that I had, I went back to them and said, hey, what would you think if I actually did something else in these spaces and laid it out for them, and they loved it, so they let me kind of take the lead on on changing my rooms up a little bit, um,
0: and it still obviously worked with my plumbing collections. That, that's actually very, very clever. And also, it was fun to be able to talk to you about the different perspectives, right? It was sort of like, okay, here's, this is what I'm thinking in the bath, This is what I'm thinking in the kitchen.
1: And I, I wanted the two rooms to feel like they could have been in the same home. So I did a butler's pantry, um, and then I also did a master bathroom. So I wanted it to feel like you were in the same house with the two spaces.
0: Okay, Layla, you have to tell us um, What's going on right now in your life? So, you had a bad accident.
1: I had a bad accident. Um, nothing permanent. Memorial Day weekend, we were on a big camping trip and I rolled my quad in the desert and had to be helicoptered to the trauma hospital and spent eight days there. And um, I have an ankle broken in three places. I broke six ribs, um, developed, I, I bruised my lung. And then, after being released from the hospital, I ended up back in because I got a blood clot in my. 2020 has been a year. Um, but nothing's permanent. So I'm, I'm, my ribs were the worst part and they're,
0: they've healed. I mean, I could have never done this even three weeks ago. But Layla, you said you learned a lot about, you know, we're talking about health and wellness and, it, and we will be for the, for the future. And you were saying how, how much you learned as a designer by sitting in that chair. Tell us about it.
1: I have such a new appreciation for ADA. Um, and just the needs of anyone with any kind of physical limitation, things that I just never thought of before. Like I think, okay, we all get it, we know what ADA is, but you truly don't understand how important simple things are like a grab bar. Um, Coming home from the hospital, I actually have Delta products in both my showers and I did before I ever had this collaboration. Um, And I'm a big believer in always installing a hand shower in a bathroom. And I'm so grateful that I did that because if I didn't have my hand showers in my bathroom, I wouldn't be able to shower. Um, I have in my master bathroom, this amazing kind of wet room. My, my bathtub sits in my shower. I can't get in it because I have a curb. So I'm now in my hall bathroom, kind of on a little shower chair and just making do. But now I'm like, wow, I don't think I'm ever going to do a shower with a curb in it again because you just eat You know, um, the elderly kind of aging in place design is one thing, but just for someone like me, I'm 45 years old and I had an accident and I can't use my master bathroom right now. So, you know, simple things like the other day, I I rolled up to my kitchen sink and my arm, I I couldn't reach the faucet yet. And I was thinking, wow, I really wish that I had a voice IQ faucet. (laughs) Um, So it's just little things like that, that I took for granted
0: before. There you go. (laughs)
1: So it's, it's just, I'm going to look at designing kitchens and bathrooms in a different way now.
0: Let's talk about the spaces. I do want to talk about water, Eche, and the healing pow- power of water. And your room was a bath. So why don't you um, take us through what you were thinking about when you were designing your installation.
2: So we all started, it's almost like a reverse exercise. You know, Delta got in touch with us, three different firms separately. We each knew we had our own sort of allocated space and we could portray our point of view. As designers and the first thing that you get is the product. And I was very happy that I got the trillion collection because A, I think, well, first of all, it's 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 a new product category for them. It's uh I think it's very much aligned with my point of view as a designer, in which you know there's something in between sort of like tailored and masculine and sophisticated, but also sort of fun and approachable. That I think all those sort of like trigger points are right there within the product, and then I say, okay, so let's start doing sort of the reverse exercise. So we've already got the product you know, the finish that we'll be showcasing at K-Base. Why don't we start working the narrative from the way back? And we say, okay, if we're going for this sort of like aspirational yet approachable space, how do we create something that people can relate to? And I said, you know, it's if if we all had an unlimited budget and unlimited square footage and, you know, all these sort of like, you know, like magical components, it would not be real life, right? And if you were to be building something for people to relate to, it needs to be within certain limitations of what's, you know, everyday life, real life for us. So our narrative was coming up with a space that was a single bathroom that was sort of a fun, luxurious experience for a young family. They had just remodeled this space in their house in upstate New York, (laughs) Uh, you know, because they left their, their, I mean, they they left house, their life in the city. And now that I think about it, since it was early to 2020, I was like, wow, I guess we kind of saw it coming, right? There was like, it's a young family that to leave the city, they decided, you know what, let's just like, build our dream, sort of like enclave, just like run away from the city. And, uh, and I think people really related towards that because I said, you know, if it's going to be just one beautiful bathroom that the whole ha- family will share, we need to, sh- to make sure that, you know, of course, we've got the beautiful, big open shower for mom and dad to enjoy. But also, you know, you also need to make sure that you've got the freestanding tub, if you've got a kid or a toddler or even a dog. So that really became sort of the centerpiece for, for, our, uh, for our layout. And then we started working around it. And I think, you know, when also for us, it was really fun because I wish I wish all of our projects were like this. Delta, they did such a wonderful job and it was so easy for us. But, you know, we came up with all the finishes, the elevations, the renderings. So it was like everything was completely digested. And then they gave it to their amazing team that actually built their booth at KBIS every year. And we were, I kid you not, we landed in Vegas, We went straight to KBIS. And I was like, oh my God, if all my job sets were like this, that someone just like, Takes the blindfolds out and I was like, "Etche, it's done. Time for the fun." I was like, "Yeah, sign me up."
1: We were nervous too because the crew that builds out a, a booth is different than your contractors. And I remember all of us kind of talking, and we were like, "Oh God, I hope these can get executed." I'm like,
0: "I did inset cabinets. I'm like, how are they going to build my inset cabinets?" <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. Actually, a couple things. First of all, I love that. Um, there was something where you say you you're you know your the relationship with the client is really really important to you. Um, I'm sure it is for all of you, but that you always start with the client. So you had to create your own narrative for this one, which I love. And by the way, I do think in many ways a lot of thing that that a lot of things that have been happening, like you said, you were like in in a strange way preparing for what's going on right now, which is which is kind of crazy. Um, but I loved. but I also love the whole aesthetic of your space. It is modern, it's bold, it's kind of edgy, a little masculine, but like, I think great for both, all sexes actually. Um, so it felt, it felt like a space that, I mean, I really was attracted to it and wanted to go in right away. And by the way, I love that your, um, your tub is a square tub the space allowed for you to have like the, the dual vanity and it gave you space to play, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. That's why, you know, when I was mentioning that we, we landed in Vegas, we go see the space. And then the next super fun thing that actually rarely happens, we went, Leila and I, and, well, and same thing with you, Abisa, we all like, we, we you know, we saw the space. And I was like, check, it looks amazing. When we all run to buy accessories. So we went on this like Delta shopping spree And I said, okay. I love that. Oh, my god. It was so much fun. You just put it on on Delta's corporate card, and then it helped us, like you were saying, with our narrative. So I said, okay, this is going to be mom's side of the vanity. This is going to be that side. And then people people are aware of those little details, right? They're like, oh, there's the shaving cream on this side, and there's the eyelash curler on the other side. So I I think also we brought it to, uh, again, going back to sort of the human-centered experience, it's something that truly made sense and people could see themselves enjoying that space which i think is ultimately what happened when you walked through the space
1: it, they really let us
0: bring those spaces to life there it was kind of just just do what you got to do and i love this uh you're going to get in trouble for this this uh delta corporate card okay so like all right so no put that, that away put that no. away right now all right avisa um let's head over to the lemons you talked about they have it's so funny as a designer i have to have this I don't know if it was lemons or it had to have the yellow or the, or the nature. I mean, to me, I saw nature.
3: Yeah, no, definitely the nature element. Um, a little bit of drama, um, in a good way, but really just that contrast of color and adding that depth, obviously we had a very limited space as well. Um, so I wanted to make sure that the backdrop and the main elevation really drawed your eye up and kind of captured. Um, your view and then everything else kind of just built around that so it wasn't really about the lemons but um, the actual element was really important to me uh, and also it was a it was a show uh, clearly we would not have that kind of uh, feature in a real home but just it being a show um, I wanted things to kind of just stand out a bit and then I was also in the middle beside the seating area so I wanted to kind of kick off etching nice section with like a splash of color and then the seating was very neutral and then Layla's amazing uh, amazing design stuff was on the other side as well so um, just kind of to, something to pull um, everyone's eye in um, as well given the limited space I was really trying to be mindful of having proper flow within the area so my island was curved so that everyone could walk around properly uh, and also to accommodate more people sitting at the so we were able to tuck in chairs at the side. It was just a very smooth transition around.
0: What, what did, what did um, the folks walk in? Cave is like, what were some of their reactions and what did they say about your booth or installation?
3: The glass rinser was a huge hit, so that's kind of, uh, that was a given. Um, but I found a lot of people really interested in the, you know, just the curve and the shape of the faucet and how I was able to kind of introduce those shapes and elements in my design as well. Um, so the rounded island and just the softer features, um, even the warmth in my colors, kind of the mustard tone in the backdrop with the uh, the backing of the cabinets against um, more of a contrasting and more uh, stark black and white on the stone. So it was kind of, I think a lot of people were really interested in it. And just, it was very unexpected, so everyone would, would kind of stand there for a few minutes and just kind of digest what was going on kind of take it in right? Totally. They're like, what am I looking at here? I think I love it. We're not sure. but what, what is, And what collection did you use? I had the Emmeline faucet. Um, and so I, I loved how um, I just loved the, the, the shape of it as well. And I love the matte black finish. And it was just like really beautiful.
0: And it was a showstopper. When you walked in, you like saw the booth and you went right to it. So congrats on that okay Layla you got the two you took one space you made it into two Um, I I like some of um, some of what you wrote about who you are that you're sort of like you like approachable and not a fancy pants designer and like you are who you are I am am.
1: The great thing about your 40s Well, and I think just, just my, um, my path into interior design is a little unconventional. Um, I don't have a degree. I've never taken a formal design class. I just sort of kind of from my kitchen table developed this business and this company. And it is a little bit humbling. And, and I was sort of just like, hey, there's that girl who, oh, I can design stuff. So
0: it, it, approachable was just always kind of who I was. Mm. Yeah, and so, and you use that, uh, you use that in your, in your designs, too. You take advantage of that. You sort of celebrate that. I do. I think
1: um, our designs tend to be a little bit more casual like I think they're very sophisticated when you look at them but they're livable they're casual people feel like oh my dog could sit on that sofa <laughs> if I wanted a lot of washable slip covers and you know even just the materials when we're talking about like the more construction side of things. Um, we love natural materials and in my booth I used marble, um, terracotta. Um, so we try to just incorporate those those easy natural materials that you feel like yeah these could be lived in and beat up over time but it's still gonna feel good.
0: Yeah, and so tell us what you used in the bathroom. What, what faucets did you use? What collection? I had the Kyra in the
1: bathroom and the Coranto in, in the butler's pantry. Um, what was really amazing, what, what I thought about these spaces is it allowed the plumbing to come to life. Um, having been at CABAS the year before where, where our spaces weren't really brought to life, it was just, it was a little bit more flat for, our, for us. But we were just walking, pe- people just walked into our booths and they started turning on the faucets and it was like hands-on. Um, the Kyra, which I'm now obsessed with, has it's a bathroom faucet with a hidden pull-down feature. So as someone with a nine-year-old little boy who gets more toothpaste in the sink than he does in his mouth... Um, that I was like, how is this, how is every faucet not have a pull down cleaning feature? Like, this is genius. And that was the reaction that people were, we were getting like, and like a visa, people were just walking in and (laughs) rinsing glasses. (laughs) So it was, it was interesting to see that the spaces we designed allowed the plumbing fixtures to come to life.
0: I like, I I really love your kitchen space that uh, celebrated color, right? And also it sort of reminded me and, you know, like, you're a shop owner too and it had a little bit of that mercantile feel to it
1: i wanted it to feel like if i if this was mine what would i have on the shelves i'd have glassware i'd have cutting boards i'd have wooden spoons and all the things that go into a kitchen and and the things that you need to cook with
0: yeah you could definitely see it looked like you you use that credit card really well <laughs> There was a lot of shelves with a lot of cool stuff on it.
1: We all <laughs> shipped a lot of stuff. And then we got there and we were like, we still need more stuff. And they were like, go do, like, we want this to wow people. And so we were allowed to do it.
2: But Eche, we, uh, what were you saying? It's No, when it comes to styling shelves, it's never enough. They can it's just- never uh, enough. <laughs> so many accessories, I mean- you might...
1: What was it, like eight o'clock the
0: night before it opened and I'm sitting there going, I don't have enough stuff. <laughs> I think you were like shopping like at 10
2: p.m. that night, remember?
0: I love I love the the connection between the three of you, too, because you come from different practices, different places. Um, Eche, you studied in Paris, but you're from Buenos Aires, right?
2: Correct. I know there's no accent there whatsoever, but yes, I am. Ah, hola, que
0: tal? Hola, <laughs> yeah,
2: Cindy. Yeah, and I moved to California 10 years ago, you know, life, serendipity brought me to the Bay Area. And I was very lucky to meet who ended up being my mentor there, Martha Angus. And uh, she, she showed me the ropes. And, you know, here we are, I was able to open my own firm and start building my practice and my team in the Bay Area and get to meet Leila and Avisa of all places, you know, shooting a video together in Indianapolis, right, for Delta Faucet. So that's, that's, that's the beauty of it all.
0: That's beautiful. All right, so let's talk. So you did these beautiful installations. You, you got a lot of good feedback from the industry. What are you seeing right now? Look, we've, we're all going through something we never thought in our lives. But how do you think what's happening right now is influencing trends in the kitchen and bath um, upcoming in your in your practices?
3: Avisa, definitely. You know, having more of accessibility. Um, in terms of uh, all of our products. And just since everyone is also working from home, making sure every, I find like everybody is changing up their space, their layout, um, making sure that it's comfortable for everyone at home. Um, and I know dynamics within families have changed a lot as well. So leaving extra space between each other, perhaps, um, moving to different rooms, different sides of the house. Um, but just you know in terms of designing now for clients a lot has I feel that a lot has definitely changed and I'm really catering to if it's a couple I'm catering to each of them independently maybe uh, versus as a team so I'll get little text messages I know she wanted this but this is here oh boy the battle of the partners oh my god work from home space is not sufficient make mine better Um, my goodness there's definitely that element um so yeah
0: Layla, are you um is your shop open or are you uh yes so what happened with us right
1: um mid-march is when our governor was shutting everything down. And and we actually, a, a few days before it was happening, we kind of saw the writing on the wall. Um, at that point, our team had grown to 18. 14 were at the design firm and four were at the retail store. And my husband and I just kind of looked at each other and we go, we have to close the shop. Like we have to lay off the team. We can't, lead payroll if we're not open. So we laid off our shop team and luckily for us, our operating costs are pretty low. Our rent's affordable. And we just said, okay, we're just going to close the door and write this out. We'll be okay. And I immediately started getting DMs. I need a candle. I want this. Like we have a pretty good Instagram following and I want this and I want that. And we kind of went, huh. So We immediately pivoted to an e-comm model with curbside pickup. Like, we, I don't, even my regular shop, we don't ship or anything like that. We're really focused on local community and our brick and mortar. Um, We had just had our new website built out in Shopify, and that allowed us to kind of flip a switch, if you will. And it was, it's been incredible. Like, I I couldn't believe the amount of sales that we were doing. kind you know, to add on to what Avisa said, like, I just think home has a totally new meaning now. And people not only are stuck at home, but they're not spending money on other things. They're not going on vacation. So we kind of held our breath, like, what we're a luxury industry. If if this goes if the sink, if the ship sinks, what's happening to us? And it's been the exact opposite. People are choosing to spend their home their dollars on their homes, and we're back to a waiting list. And um, we've actually expanded the footprint of our shop, and we're making some changes. This whole experience I think for us has been a blessing in disguise. We were able to look at our business a little bit differently and and reshape it for the better, I think, and we decided um, ultimately that we're gonna keep our team a little bit smaller in the end.
0: Yeah, I I have to say though, there was one thing that uh, you had said, which was that, you know, we talk, we've been talking in the industry about health and wellness for a really long time. And I say, as designers, we talk about it as we work ourselves to the bone we're not living it we don't understand we don't have that deep meaning that now we do and layla you were saying this is a perfect example you would not stop you you won't stop you won't stop and unfortunately it was an accident but it's made you stop and take a breath
1: yeah um i was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue several months ago because i don't stop because this has taken over Um, and I was working on healing that and making significant changes, but everyone who knows me now that they know that I'm okay, it's kind of a joke that, Oh, the universe did this on purpose. And what's the lesson that I'm going to take away from it. And I'm hoping that, like I said before, the, the new meanings of ADA and the importance of certain things that I took for granted before, like those, those are going to sit with us and those are going to help us make, have people help people make better decisions for their lives.
0: Yes. Okay. Now, remember, you just said it live, so you cannot take it back, (laughs) Leila. Now, Eche, um, tell us a little bit about your practice, too. Again, I think the residential part of the market has not been hit as hard as the commercial. How are you finding it?
2: Well, the first two weeks, uh, like Leila was mentioning, I think even for us in the Bay Area, the shelter-in-place mandates were a bit stricter. Um, the first two weeks, uh, beginning mid-March, all of our job sets were shut down and it filled our industry with a lot of uncertainty. And I, I think a lot of metro areas can relate to that. So we went back to the drawing board and, you know, back to Layla's point, we we're so, so focused on our immediate community. Um, I, I had never had to do any video calls, not even conference call with my clients. You know, it's always... I would get in my car, drive to the meeting, bring the samples, have a you know, build this long-lasting relationship that I have with my clients, very, very in-person, right? Meetings. So I said, okay, let's 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 give it a try. And we started sort of, okay, how do we how do we portray what we're trying to illustrate in front of our, our clientele who we know very well, but now we need to change our vehicles and show them what's, you know, how to move forward with the projects. And uh, our clients related really well to it. Um, we were very lucky that we stayed busy through those sort of like two very sketchy weeks that we really didn't know how things were going to unfold. Luckily, some uh, restrictions were relaxed when it came to the job sites, of course, taking necessary precautions for hygiene and social distancing within the job sites. But then things started to pick up again, I would say early April, um, and we've, we had already gained enough momentum in which we, you know, every morning we were, we came up with this system every morning. We have a team call. We know what are going to be the deliverables for the day. Who's going to reach out to each one of our clients. So we let them know what's going on with the projects. Um, so I would say, even though we have not gone physically back to the office, we are really, really busy. Um, I, I I'm actually surprised how busy we are. Um, with our projects, people, like Leila was saying, are really investing time and energy to rethink what it means to be home. I think now more than ever, and it sounds like a cliche, but now more than ever, really, like, you know, nothing comes true to having the definition of home. It's just being reimagined constantly. And um, there's a few things on that front. I think people, um, they may be working home for the rest of the year, or there may be a new sort of, like, mindset in which, well, maybe we don't all need to road and go to the office monday through friday maybe we start sort of you know breaking the week apart and you know maybe you have some days that you work from home some days that you go to the office so i think to find that space that you where you can focus when you can connect with your team members remotely um you can have the privacy that you need um i think that's really important we're getting a lot of requests okay how do i how do we reimagine this formal dining room that we never use right or You know, my husband really needs a space to work out and I'm just done with him being in the garage, just just like with his bench. Or like actually, you know, like back at my gym when I used to have a membership, like my one thing just to let the day go and just completely reconnect was going to the steam shower. Can we have a steam shower at home? Or like, you know, how do we sanitize our clothes? Like, or, you know, things that need to go to the dry cleaner. It's just all these things that are coming and falling and it really, you know, makes you reimagine these spaces and how they will need to work.
0: Isn't it crazy that we're, that, I mean, not crazy. We've always taken maybe hygiene for granted, and now it's a very serious topic. And insofar as also technology or like Layla, like you were saying, I think, you, you know, you're thinking about it differently. Like, I don't want to have to touch the faucet. So are, are your clients talking to you about that too? For sure. For, for us, at least. Yeah.
1: And it's, um, I think delta has always been ahead of the game in technology but i think a lot of these things that we maybe thought of more as a commercial application like like the touch lists and things that people are wanting them in their homes now
0: yeah absolutely there's no question about that so that's a that's actually a you know a good pivot for a company like delta right yeah no that's amazing okay wait i have to ask you guys all right raise your hand who's been um who used, because I saw these beautiful material boards on some of the, some of the concepts for the installation. Who was using Material Bank?
2: using Material Bank. Well, I'm addicted to it. It's such a great tool. It just, honestly, it just fills in the gap anytime that, you know, we're coming up with uh, with concepts or, you know, like you were saying, material boards for a meeting. And it's, it's the, the one thing I was actually mentioning um, during our call, the one thing I like about Material Bank is that it, it really takes you out of your usual, you know, your list of suspects or like, you know, your usual showrooms that you go to. And for instance, you know, going back to finding a place where to work out. A couple of months ago, a client of mine said, okay, we want to have soft flooring for, you know, working out at home, maybe in the future when we have our first kid, this will be like a, like a, you know, family room, playroom area. So also we want to make sure that it's soft and it's, you know it's it's kid friendly but also we want to make sure that it's like low VOC and it's organic so I was like uh okay I have no idea what we're gonna specify but then you come material bank there's all these absolutely beautiful natural cork textures and it just like you know it just clicked I was like oh wow I can have these like beautiful like 10 samples delivered to my office tomorrow morning right in time for the meeting and the class absolutely loved it because it answered the question that we've been having for meetings and meetings on end how do we solve the issue of something that's saw that's practical that's beautiful, that's natural, and that's, that's, that's durable. And I was like, okay, we got, we got the end.
1: When you're on lockdown and you can't get anywhere, like, it, yeah, I, I, I wish we had been using it. We are now, and I'm really excited about it. If you knew the hoops I had to go through to get my, some of my samples for the boards that we did for Delta, if I had had material bank, it would have saved me a lot of time.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure. And you know, um, Eche, as you say, when, there's something you need, you can also, you can type in the attributes and things come up. So that's, what's really helpful. And of course, you know, a material bank is the Sandow company. It's part of our beloved um, design um, group of innovation. And, you know, Delta is part of that. Um, you know, the thing is we've had a relationship with Delta, whether it's material bank, they do a lot of research with us at um, Think Lab. Um, we're very, very committed to um, research Based information that then allows for creativity and innovation. So we have Think Lab, and I'm happy to, Layla. I'm so happy. I can't wait for you to try Material Bank because it's all in one box. It's so easy. The next day you get it. It's like a, it's it's like a treasure, right? When you receive, it's like a gift you receive, right? Eche.
2: Oh, totally. It's like Christmas morning.
1: Well, and honestly, even like from a business perspective, for someone like me, I have 14 people on payroll. If I now don't have to pay a design assistant to run all over town collecting samples and she can spend 30 minutes on her computer
0: instead and have it shipped to me, like that's a no brainer. Yeah. No, that's great. Avisa, you're next. You're next, girlfriend.
3: (laughs) We have, um, where I'm located, there's a lot of little shops around here for like the fabric suppliers and rugs and um, especially during COVID, they've been really fantastic. They've been dropping samples off to me, like within two hours, next morning, whatever it is. So thankfully that's been uh, pretty efficient, but I'm certainly- I love that.
0: I love that. I love that.
3: Good, well, okay.
0: So this is part one. We're gonna have a part two together. We're gonna dig into your businesses a little bit more, but I'll. Um, we have a couple minutes for each of you. I think um, it would be nice for you to give some sort of um, some sort of positive message to the world right now and your business and even Delta. (laughs) Layla, go ahead. Kick it off, girlfriend. (laughs) Um, You know what? I'm an eternal optimist.
1: I, I really am. And I always, I see, I see the light out of the tunnel at anything. And I know that the, like the energy of the world right now is crazy. Like from, from COVID to, to the riots and Black Lives Matter and just all, you know, my accident, it's just been one thing after the other, but there's just this constant voice in my head that is like, you have to get through this struggle to, to get to the better days ahead. Um, and I have no doubt that we will. So I still, I have a little bit of ups and downs just being stuck in my house, which is really hard for me. But it, there was this one particular day, I was in a really dark space and this thought just came to my mind. And I think that it kind of speaks to just the whole situation. And I, cause what I did is I hit a rock and it flipped my quad. And I, I thought, what if that rock was put in the way to save you from something worse down the line? And it, and it was such like a powerful thought for me because I thought, yeah, as, as hurt as I am, I'm gonna recover. I don't have spinal cord injury. I don't have a head injury. And I think that that simple thought can sort of be applied to just what's happening in the whole world right now.
0: That's beautiful, Layla. Thank, thank you for sharing that. Um, Avisa?
3: Um, I think really, you know, personally, during COVID, it just gave me an opportunity to kind of just reflect on everything. And I've always been very positive, but it just really gives you a moment to just slow everything down and appreciate, you know, what you have and spending more time with family and friends and just kind of, I feel like there's always going to be these hurdles and some days are going to be incredibly challenging and some days not as much, but, um, you know, we, our only choice is to stay positive, And I just think that everything will eventually hopefully be okay.
0: I don't know a designer who isn't a positive person, which is, which is the, the key and also a problem solver. Um, Eche?
2: Therapist. Well, I thought a couple's therapist.
0: Yeah. So I
2: I think, you know, it's, I think we can all agree what what 2020 had in store for us, at least for these first six months, no one could have seen uh, in, in a thousand years, could have imagined what we're all going through. But if anything, I think going back to Leila's point, I think we're all collectively pushing forward with our, with our actions and with our energy. And, you know, we're, with, with our fundraising, or, you know, with your political action, or whatever you want to call it, I think we're all pushing forward towards having a brighter future. And if anything, I think this year taught us that we cannot take anything for, for granted. A couple, uh, end of last year, I, I I had a magazine ask me, uh, a journalist asked me, well, actually, you know, what's your definition of luxury? And, you know, yeah, you know, we we do la big, you know, houses for tech people in the Bay Area. But to me, the most important thing, and i I think he wasn't really happy with my answer. And I said, you know, to me, time is the ultimate luxury. Like being able to share time with your loved ones. And if it means, you know, if you, you just completely like disconnect from work uh, for the weekend so you can connect with your family and s- spend time or with your partner or go on a hike or enjoy nature, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that is the ultimate luxury. And I think have, for us having to like us all fully stop, and see the things that we've been seeing both, you know, like today that's to like you know, Black Lives Matter and the riots, like, okay, we, maybe it's the one time where we all need to stop and rethink collectively, how are we going to move forward from now onwards? And how are we all going to be part of this conversation? Um, and I think, I think if anything, that's, that's like, you know, they're, they're, hopefully there's brighter days ahead of us. And that's, that's what we're all pushing towards collectively.
0: There, there definitely will be brighter days ahead. And Leila, I'll always think of you, because I always say, wait till, that we're pr- great problem solvers and great, great um, people of humanity, right? And that we will get to the other side of it. So I'll always think of the ro- your rock as getting to the other, the other side. Well, first of all, I want to thank Delta for, because they picked you three. Oh my goodness, you three out of everybody that they could pick. And I can't think of a better trio um, for the Delta Difference Makers. You guys are making a difference. Uh, there's a hashtag, hashtag Delta Difference Makers. And I think we're gonna have around two together. So I will look forward to that. Uh, meanwhile, I'm sending you all virtual hugs. And th- yeah, virtual hugs. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon, okay? Thank
1: you for having us.
0: Yeah, love <laughs> out to the world. Love yeah, out to the world. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.